Hello Cryptonauts, today is August 19th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Anchor uh, uh, Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $11,655.51 for a 0.3% loss. Second place, we have Ethereum settling at $399.83 for a 1.3% gain. Third place, we have XRP Ripple settling at $0.28 for a 0.1% loss. Fourth place, USDT Tether settling at $0.99 for a 0.2% loss. Fifth place, Chainlink settling at $15.21 for a 2.3% loss. Sixth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $285.77 for a 1.4% loss. Seventh place, we have Polkadot settling at $4.81 for a 20% gain. Eighth place, we have Litecoin settling at $6.85 for a 0.8% loss. Ninth place, we have Cardano settling at $0.12 for a 1.5% loss. Tenth place, Bitcoin SV, Satoshi's Vision, settling at $200.29 for a 2% gain. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your overall top 10 daily stats. Your overall market cap is at $379.6 billion, up 0.7%. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, as another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Don't forget to collect your daily candies, which I'm about to do right now. There you go. And let's start off with a news article from Daniel Phillips. Crypto market drops $20 billion in one day. The total market capitalization of all cryptocurrencies fell from $383 billion down to as low as $363 billion earlier today as $20 billion was wiped off the market. Since then, the market has recovered somewhat and is now hovering around $369 billion mark. The average cryptocurrency is now just down over 3.6% in the last day. Today's dip comes after almost a week of near-solid growth, during which the size of the market cap increased from $346 to as much as $387 billion. Practically, practically all major cryptocurrencies are now in the red today, but some are far worse than others. Among top 10 cryptocurrencies by market capitalization, Bitcoin is currently holding holding up the best with a loss of 3.3% today, but has fallen back under $12,000 to reach $11,808. Whereas Ethereum is close behind at 3.4% loss, hovering around $414 price point. Alright, so obviously the numbers are a bit different now. I mean, time, just a couple hours makes a big difference. Next news, written by Forecast News staff. China has over 10,000 new blockchain companies in 2020 so far. 
Despite the coronavirus pandemic's continued onslaught on the global economy, China's blockchain sector has exploded with over 10,000 blockchain-related companies being created in the first seven months of 2020. According to blockchain and crypto analytics platform Longhash, the, the number of new blockchain companies established in China in 2020 is on track to surpass that of 2019, out of the 91,373 registered blockchain companies around 30,700 currently remain in operation, with about 61,000 having lost their legal status or had their license revoked. Southern China's Guangdong province, home of the burgeoning tech hub city of Shenzhen, hosts the largest number of blockchain companies in the country at 26,196. Xijiang province where coal is abundant and energy for cryptocurrency mining is cheap, holds the second largest number of blockchain companies at 5,405. China steams ahead with blockchain development. Chinese President Xi Jinping extolled the virtues of blockchain in 2019, urging the national strategy supporting the research, development, and investment of blockchain, and triggering a raft of interest in technology in various sectors. Cool. China's blockchain companies. But as previously reported by the media partners Forecast News, many companies using blockchain to describe their business may not actually be using blockchain according to PA, uh, PA, PA data. The reality is 96% of the more than 30,000 blockchain companies in China are not actually operating with the blockchain as their core technology, said Bai Ling, Vice, Vice Director of Chinese Institute of Digital Assets during a 2019 speech. Well then, is that a surprise? Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Archex becomes first UK FCA-regulated digital securities exchange. Archex has today become the UK's first formally regulated digital security exchange, as well as becoming the first ever company to receive FCA crypto assets registration as a virtual asset service provider, VASP. This is an important step that can expire confidence in the global digital securities market. It will now be possible for digital issuance around the world to trade on a secondary market authorized by a globally recognized regulatory body. This move can also help mainstream blockchain technology, which digital securities use to tokenize real-world assets. Perhaps we don't fit into some people's view of what blockchain could be, but we would argue that regulation there for a reason, and we want to embrace the technology. But do it with the regulation and we think it moves forward faster once you do that graham rothford ceo of archax told decrypt okay next news written by sharyua malwa bitcoin mining companies are pivoting to ai chips Changing markets dynamic has caused three of the largest Bitcoin mining manufacturers, Bitmain, Ebang, and Kanan, to shift their long-term focus from mining rigs to AI chips, according to a report by analytics firm Token Insight. Chip research and development is the core competitiveness of mining machine manufacturers. The industry boasts billions of dollars in revenue each year, with Bitmain alone pocketing over $300 million in the first quarter of 2020, as per another report. However, their profits are dimish, diminishing. Token Insight said that after Bitcoin halving, the mining cost of older mining machines have risen sharply and put millions, millions of dollars of revenue at stake for the three firms. In addition, newer rigs, newer rig makers such as What's Miner and the advent of proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies, which do not rely on mining pools, are further challenging the profitability of the bigger firms. 
From a long-term perspective, blockchain mining has changed from its original high-yield state to determinate. What is that? Day deterministic, deterministic, and stable returns," said Token Insight. This has partly caused mining makers to look at other sectors for revenues. AI to the miner's rescue. That's where artificial intelligence steps in. Mining firms have both the te techn technological prowess and the finances to pivot the AI chip making. AI chips are specialized processors that conduct millions of calculations per second to run software. Similar to how mining chips operate, this opens up a new revenue stream for old firms like Bitmain and eBay. The research team believes that AI chips have broad pro prospects that they have high degree of overlaps with mining, machi mining machine chips in terms of design and manufacturing, the report said. It added mining machine manufacturers' experience in mining machine chips can also be quickly transplant transplanted to the field of AI chips. As a result, AI chips are bound to become a battleground for mining manufacturers. Alright, well then, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Next news. Written by Scott Cipollina. The Steam community launched a lawsuit against Bittrex. What? Key members of the Steam community have launched a lawsuit against crypto exchange Bittrex, which unexpectedly received over $5 million of cryptocurrency that the Steam community alleges was stolen from them. To get them back, the plaintiff are asking the exchange to pay $16 million. This is the latest step in the long-running saga between the Steam community and Tron Foundation CEO Justin Sun, who bought Steam Inc. in February, hoping to bring the blockchain-based social media site to his Tron ecosystem. But the backlash that resulted ended up in a battle for what the blockchain between the original Steam witness and the new ones that were voted in by Sun. On May 20th, these new witnesses seized $5 million of Steam tokens from 65 accounts and transferred them to an account. However, an unknown person with access to the account tried to save the money by sending it to Bittrex with a note asking for it to return to its original owners. However, Bittrex refused, causing outrage from those who had their money taken. Ouch. Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely grounds for lawsuits. Anyways, next news, written by Liam Frost. DeFi's explosive growth may be overstated, says report. The recent growth of Ethereum's decentralized finance ecosystem may be significantly overstated, according to a report published by Decentralized Dapps, uh, Apps Tracker Dapp Radar on Tuesday. One of the most commonly used metrics in the DeFi space is the total dollar value, TVL statistic. It details how much value is locked up in, in the application within the DeFi space. Funds might be locked up in a lending app or held in liquidity for trading on decentralized exchanges, and it's been growing at a surging rate. In July, the TVL locked in DeFi hit $3 billion for the first time. One month later, the number has doubled to $6.3 billion, and it shows no sign of slowing down. However, Dapp Radar argued that the actual growth of DeFi cloud, in reality, be much less explosive. Let's see. All three tokens. Wait, all three tokens? What three tokens? Hmm. Kind of don't want to read all this. I just skipped down to the bottom. Um, while there was a tremendous increase of around $800 million in the TVL of MakerDAO, top three tokens, their real growth amounted to more than $200 million when an inflated adjusted value is taken in, into account, the research noted. Okay, all right. Next news, written by Robert Stevens. 
Radar enables Ethereum margin trading on DEXs with single click. Decentralized Exchange Radar today announced an extension to its Decentralized Exchange Aggregator Service Radar Relay, which makes it easier and cheaper for customers to place complicated margin trades, and it does it by soldering together two of the most popular DeFi trading protocols, 0x and DYDX. Margin or leverage trading means to borrow some money and then use that money to place trades. It gives you more purchasing power, so with Radar's upgrade, its users can now, for example, borrow five times the amount of DAI stablecoins they own to trade ETH. Yes, that's as risky as it sounds. On DEXs today, if you want to enter into a position that gives you more exposure to an asset, that's going to require you to go to a couple different venues and execute a couple different transactions, Brandon Curtis, director of R&D and Denver headquarter relay, told Decrypt. Relay's new extension lets users, users execute those trades in one click. Essentially, it reduces the number of hoops customers must jump through to place complicated leverage trades. These trades allow for complex trading strategies, immensely profitable if you're smart or lucky. Wow. Wow. People are going to make some bank with that. Absolutely. But you got to be smart. Be smart. <laughs> Study it. Next news written by The Defiant. Yam prepares for a second life. Yam financed the yield farming sensation which aggregated $600 million in assets in less than 48 hours before being shut down is set to see a second life. The team that became instantly DeFi infamous, infamous for its brash launch is now moving, moving more carefully. After receiving $115,000 in donations to seed a security audit, Yam presented a two-phase rollout in which the protocol transitions to a fully audited system. Migration In the great DeFi migration, YAM v1 holders will migrate to YAM2, a one-to-one -one match of YAM v1 with no rebases in place. YAM expands and contracts its supply twice a day to keep its $1 peg. Once the results of the audit have been implemented, YAM2 will undergo a migration to YAM3. The final form of the protocol, for now, which incorporates all code updates and re-enables both rebases, and community governance of YAM's treasury and Curve's finance liquidity pool, YCRV. Sounds like a lot going on. Farmers still farming. Despite V1 marked as a failure, optimistic farmers have continued to farm YAM with roughly $175 million in DeFi tokens still staked in the protocol. And while new, while new food coins like pasta, shrimp, and taco are coming to eat YAMs, Yam's launch of the protocols team is doing its best to compensate those who banded together to save V1. This is really pasta, shrimp, taco. This is okay. That's just that's quirky. Whoever thought of that, whatever, whatever. They're making money though. I guess it doesn't matter about the name. They're making money. Next news written by Alexander Beckrans. Tether on OMG network could slash Ethereum congestion 15%. A measure of relief of astronomical Ethereum gas fees may finally be at hand. Tether announced today the launch of USDT stablecoin transfers on the OMG network, one of the first viable Ethereum layer 2 scaling solutions. The launch will bring increased speeds and reduce transaction costs for Tether transfers, currently the number one source of transactions on the Ethereum network. Eee, 
that's kind of bad for Ethereum. If the meaningful volume of Tether transfers shift to the OMG network, it could generate a much needed reduction in the fees paid to interact with the Ethereum blockchain, which is true, absolutely. Thailand-based OMG network evolved from Omisigo, a peer-to-peer -peer payment network that raised $25 million in 2017 ICO. The network launched in June 2020 and facilitates transfers of ERC-20 tokens at a fraction of the cost at current Ethereum gas prices. The Tether integration was initially announced in June with the actual Tether transfer capabilities launching today. The rollout will also enable OMG network users to deposit and withdraw USDT directly to the centralized Bitfinex exchange. Tether is a subsidiary of iFinex Inc which also operates the Bitfinex exchange. Really now? Really? Interesting. I did not know that. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin businesses, crypto exchanges can now operate in Hawaii. Yay! Bravo. Finally. In a bid to attract crypto businesses back to the island state, Hawaii has allowed 12 cryptocurrency firms to operate without money transmitter license, among them Robinhood Crypto, Gemini, AriesX, Bitflyer, and Upstart River Financial. The companies are participating in a two-year pilot program run by Hawaii's Digital Currency Innovation Lab in partnership with the Hawaii Division of Financial Institutions. Per the pilot announced in March, selected companies that could demonstrate they have the essential cap capital, financial, and technical expertise to conduct business in the state according to a press release. The pilot will help guide legislation to determine the future of digital currencies activity in Hawaii, said Hawaii's Department of Commerce and Consumers Affairs. We are extremely excited to be one of the first business, uh, first Bitcoin businesses to legally operate in the great state of Hawaii. This is a huge regulatory milestone, said River Financial CEO Alex Leishman in a statement. Yes, absolutely. Big milestone. Next, news written by Amy Castor. Florida taxman uses public money to fund blockchain startups. During the period he was tax collector for Seminole, some Seminole, Seminole County in Florida, Joel Greenberg had grand plans for launching a blockchain company. The only problem, he allegedly used public money to fund the private venture. After forming Government Blockchain Systems LLC last year, Greenberg billed the public office $65,860 to buy computer service for the company, according to the Orlando Sentinel. You dummy. He eventually returned the money, sending a final check to the office in February to make up the balance. That was the same month the tax collector's office brought to Brian Bieber, a criminal defense attorney with Gray Robinson, to represent the office in a federal investigation. Yeah, yeah, you're a dummy. Don't ever use public money. Mm. Yeah, let me see. Do I need to read the rest of this? No, we get the point. All right. Uh, yeah, okay, next news. Don't use public money. Next news, written by Alexander Bechrens. Network behind $350 million DeFi project cedes control to users. The protocol powering the decentralized governance of some of the largest DeFi projects in the industry is getting a, a governance upgrade of its own. 
Aragon, the platform for launching and managing decentralized autonomous organizations, announced today the final phase of Aragon Network launch, transferring governance control of the Aragon Court decentralized dis dispute resolution systems into the hands of those who own Aragon's ANT protocol tokens. Aragon DAO's powerhouse names with the DeFi community, including lending protocol Aave and stablecoin swap platform Curve. Collectively, the network of projects that the DAO platforms supports manages over $350 million in assets, according to Aragon. The Phoenix upgrade is, going, is undergoing final audits and is slated for release within the next eight weeks. The transitions could mark a turning point in the evolution of distributed governance, as even the protocol underpinning the many existing governance DAOs becomes the word, the ward of the people, not a selected group of single entity. Well, and I greatly appreciate it. But, you know, I don't know. You guys, somebody can, can jump in on this. I think I think a lot of people are sheep. If there's a leader out there, somebody's going to lead people. So regardless of what they say, that it's the community making these decisions, I think that ultimately there's always going to be that one person that's going to lead the majority, right? Somebody that's going to represent the majority. It's going to influence the majority to make these decisions. So ultimately, yeah, yeah, it's in the, it's in the hands of the people. But I think uh, influence from a single individual, with a lot a lot of influence from a single individual, can make a big difference in making these decisions. Uh, yeah, ultimately the people are responsible for their decisions, but uh, people are sheep. Next news, written by Ale Andrew Hayward. As election looms, Twitter hack has Americans feeling nervous. Last month's high-profile Twitter hack might have only directed impact, directly impacted the accounts of a small number of celebrities and major brands, as well as a few hapless souls who sent Bitcoin to the listed address in the hopes of a large bounty in return. You're a dummy. Still, a new survey conducted in Pipsley suggests that the wider impact of the hack as Americans further doubting centralized social media services such as Twitter, particularly ahead of the November's presidential election. Pipsley polled 20,290 online users across the United States and found that 60% of the respondents said that they do not trust social media platforms to keep their data safe and private, while 56% of those polled said that they do not trust such platforms to ward off disinformation and political inter inter interference ahead of the election. Social media has become so integrated with our daily lives, but at least in the wake of the Twitter hack, some 38% of the respondents said that they plan to rely less on social media for election-related news and information going forward. Yes, absolutely. Make your own decisions. Don't be a sheep. All right, next news. Written by Alexander Beckrans. Early DOT listings on unscrupulous exchanges hurt traders, says Polkadot. Gavin Wood, the famed co-founder of Ethereum, is also the founder of the competing cross-chain protocol for data and assets interoperability, Polkadot, and he is not pleased with the way unscrupulous exchanges handled the listing of Polkadot's DOT token, which just went live on, which just went live on said crypto exchanges yesterday. The problem, according to Wood, is that Kraken and Binance listed Polkadot DOT token on their respective exchanges three days before and agreed upon redenomination of the dot the 
the re-denomination akin to a stock split in traditional equity markets would see all old DOT tokens exchanged for 100 new DOT tokens for a ratio of 1 to 100. And the confusion evidently caused some DOT holders to, to great deal of pain, says Polkadot representatives. A, pers a perceived 90% drop in the value of, D of DOT, which some traders may have mistakenly acted on. What's more, the event highlighted the growing tensions between community-focused projects like Polkadot and the business impulses of some of the crypto's largest exchanges. Well, first of all, Mr. I think what was it Wood, and Gavin Wood, yeah, that's a big mistake on your part, in my opinion, because you should not have given it to the ex exchanges until you had everything squared away. That, that's a big dummy mistake on your part. I mean, if you're gonna, if you had plans to split it, you should have split it before you gave it into the hands of these these exchanges. It is what it is, man. It's a it's a mistake on your part. I think that's what that's what I think. You know, exchanges are always gonna be in it for themselves. They always want to try to make some profit. Anyways, next news: Amy Castor, Castor, DOG charges multi-million-dollar crypto Ponzi, Airbit Club with fraud. The U.S. Department of Justice charged five operators of Airbit Club, a purported cryptocurrency mining and trading company that promised guaranteed profits in crypto with fraud and money laundering. Four of the five operators of the alleged scheme were arraigned in U.S. court yesterday and today, while a fifth, Gutenberg Dos Santos, was arrested in Panama and is awaiting extradition to the U.S. Airbit co-founder Pablo Ren Renato Rodriguez and Dos Santos and their attorney Scott Hughes along with Airbit pro uh, promoter Cecilia Milan and Jackie Aguilar were charged with running a multi-level marketing scheme, the DOJ said in an, indict an indictment filed in the district court for the Southern, Southern District of New York and unsealed Tuesday. The, def the defendants put a modern-day spin on an old-age investment scam, promising extraordinary rates of guarantee returns on phantom investments in cryptocurrencies. Audrey Strauss, the acting U.S. attorney in Manhattan, said in a statement, in a separate complaint filed in the same court, the SEC charged Milan and another Arabic promoter, Margarita Cabrera, with acting as unregistered brokers when selling Airbit Club securities. Yeah, that, you know, this actually sounds, this is bad. This is absolute. I would not want to be in their shoes. This sounds really, really, really bad. Hold on, what's this at the bottom? The wire fraud and money laundering charges each carry a maximum of 20 years in prison, while the bank fraud charges carries a maximum term of 30 years in prison. Yeah, yeah, that's how bad it is. That's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That's terrifying. Oof. Don't be a criminal. That's bad. Next and last news of the day. How DeFi is ushering... Oh, sorry. This one's written by Jason Nelson. How DeFi is ushering in the age of cypherpunk governance. DeFi... All the rage in crypto these days, DAOs, DEXs, yield farming, and liquidity markets are driving over $4 billion in growth in Ethereum. This Thursday's Ether Real Sessions will focus on cyberpunk, cypherpunk governance and how the communities overseeing the future of Ethereum's most respected protocols and applications are creating new ways to chart their future.
The free live streamed events begins August 20 at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and will feature discussions by leaders in DeFi, including Gareth Mensha, Head of Business Development at, at MC Dex, Yana Marakohonva, Community Lead at Acropolis, Cooper Turley, Editor at DeFi Rate, and Peter Pan, Metal Cartel, Metal Cartel Ventures, discussing the realization of cypherpunk governance being pioneered by a leading team on Ethereum and challenges they are working to overcome. Ethereal Sessions is every few weeks is is an every few week weekly series of virtual events that brings together builders and other interested in the decentralized future. Its goal is to examine how decentralized technology impacts people's lives around the world. The sessions are recorded and available to the public for playback. No registration is required. For more information, to go to etherealsummit.com. Yes, absolutely. I highly recommend it. Definitely go there. I'm going to repeat that once again. Ether real summit.com I highly recommend it check check them out um, especially when they're live stream so with that said cryptonauts we are done with today's episode um, if you haven't bought your cryptos make sure you buy you, make sure you buy something buy some sats some, something use my link below get yourself into an exchange onboard is easy it, it, it's so easy to get into crypto nowadays it's it's crazy compared to the days when I started getting into it right now it's it's simple it's so simple but that said oh and uh, I also have another link for uh, Celsius network compounded interest I love that I love that I can earn compounded interest every single week when Monday arrives I receive another payment in my account in like kind tokens love it so make sure you huddle 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 with that said cryptonauts i'll catch you all on the next one adios